0: It's Friday night, so you know things are about to get freaky. Welcome to the Freak Show. Here are your hosts, Justin Freakin, and a very special friend of Freakin.
1: Welcome to the Friday Night Freak Show with very special guest co-host, Somebody Online. How should we address you? Is it Mister Online? So uh buddy? most
0: of my friends call me buddy uh i get a lot of somebody but you know it's uh, part of that whole thing i think that maybe is why i chose the name in the first place because it's a lot harder to get accused of uh saying things when uh, you're just somebody online
1: <laughs> i love it uh so some people may be uh familiar with you on the twitch but uh for those of uh for those of our followers who are not familiar
0: with you would you like to
1: uh to tell them what you do and who you might be
0: Oh, Dad Gum, who am I? That's a really complicated question. Frankly, I am uh, somebody online. I uh, host a number of panels. I'm, uh, you know, a partner in the political shit show. I also run a, a show called the uh, Political Annex. Um, but, you know, I, I, I go pretty much everywhere. I talk to pretty much everything about or everybody about pretty much everything. My, my primary focus is a study on passion, what drives people uh, to create the things that they want to create, to do the things that they want uh, to do, to say the things that they want to say um I, i've been on a hunt for art and passion for years you see i'm an anthropologist i study culture and I, I dig into these things i hunt for these things i search for it i need the meme i mean the 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 the, 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 the community the society i need to learn about people and what they do that's, that's the way it works.
1: i fucking love it you are the perfect guest host for this show that's what we're gonna be doing we, we do a lot of people watching on this show
0: Well, I can appreciate that. Man, oh man, there's a lot of people out there to watch, uh, especially with the uh, whole internet thing. I've heard that uh, there's like this place, Twitch, uh, where people go and they record themselves, they put themselves live on the internet, and you can watch them. I started doing it myself. You see, I'm somebody online there. You can follow me there, and I I accept money so that I can feed myself and my family with it. Um, But yeah, 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 let's do that. Absolutely. Somebody should
1: shout somebody online out in the chat. I don't know, we, we had like 10 people in here and now they all left. I don't know what, maybe, they, maybe they're maybe they over there on your channel. I hope that's what's going on.
0: Man, oh man.
1: I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't Hopefully blame the viewer count
0: hasn't updated. <laughs> you, you have a style,
1: my friend, that I am appreciative of. And that is a badass bow tie.
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I figure, you know, you you should try to look your level best every day when you get out of bed and uh, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and you've got to decide who do you want to be. And one day I looked in the mirror and I decided I didn't like who I was. And, And so I went out and I got a hat and I got some glasses and a mustache and I bought a tweed coat and I got myself a bow tie and I put it all on. And, you know, some people made fun of me for it, but dadgummit, I didn't care. Now I'm somebody online. I love it.
1: Thank you, Curiouser. I don't know if I have a I have a command set up. Somebody, somebody smarter than me might have to do that. <laughs> I do, I want to start off tonight. War, Warlord already brought it up in the chat. Did you watch the Video Game Awards last night?
0: No, I didn't. I didn't realize they had a live stream of it last night. Holy Hannah. Okay, so you haven't heard what happened at the Video Game Awards last night then. Obviously not. What the heck happened at the video game awards last night?
1: So this is something I've been laughing my ass off about all day long, and I don't even I don't even know how to set it up. So, uh, Elden Ring, one game of the year, which I think wasn't a wasn't a big surprise. But as the as the crew was on stage accepting the award, as I understand it, just some random. French kid, I believe he's French, wandered onto the stage and I guess everyone was shocked and just didn't say anything to him. And this is what he said into the microphone. I want to thank everybody and say that I think I want to nominate this award to uh, my Reformed Orthodox Rabbi Bill Clinton. Thank you, everybody. Uh, so I want to thank everybody and say that. I think I want to nominate this award to uh, my Reformed Orthodox rabbi, Bill Clinton. Thank you, everybody. So as I understand it, that was the last thing on the broadcast for the video game awards. Just some random kid jumped on stage and said that he wanted to nominate Reformed Orthodox rabbi, Bill Clinton. (laughs) So allow me to look this up, because I saw that the kid had been arrested. Perhaps we can get an idea of exactly what happened. I'll read the story here. This one is from Forbes. So, last night at the Game Awards, as many expected, Elden Ring took home Game of the Year in the final award of the night. But as director Hidetaka uh, uh, Mizaki, his translator and team, took the stage, <laughs> something weird was going on behind them. A kid was lurking there, a teen maybe. He looked out of place among the middle aged Japanese men standing there, and on Twitter, everyone was asking who exactly he was one of their children? And then he took the microphone. The best transcript of what he said in some sort of unidentifiable accent is, I think I want to thank everybody and say that I think I want to nominate this award to my reformed orthodox rabbi, Bill Clinton, thank you everybody. At that point, it became clear he was not supposed to be there and he was quickly ushered off the stage. Jeff Knightley, organizer and host of the Game Awards, tweeted shortly after that he had been arrested. Good gravy in jail I mean, I guess he technically he was trespassing. Uh, the internet then positively blew up with Elden ring based memes and jokes and just disbelief trying to understand what they just saw. Uh, here's what we believe we know about this kid and what he was doing there, though I'll refrain from posting his name as he appears to be a minor. A Twitter account appearing to belong to the kid has posted about the interruption taking credit. It's an old account tied to his past online activities, which is mainly protesting police brutality and government oppression in Hong Kong. Cool. Kid, kid seems based. Previously, the kid did something similar in 2019 at BlizzCon, where he interrupted a world... So he's like trying to Kanye people. You and your push to talk, my friend. <laughs>
0: I'm on the other thing again. He's no, he's that guy that goes to all the events and he, he shows up with a ladder and a clipboard and he just, you know, acts as if, and just walks in like he's been practicing this. You can tell he's like the, the red shirt guy from BlizzCon. You know what I mean? No, I didn't know this happened at BlizzCon. (laughs) No, no, like this is, this is a pattern. I can see what he's doing. This man's a professional. You say he's a man, but it appears that he's underaged i don't care what what age he is this this is an artist this person (laughs) needs all the support he can get he's gonna go places he has a TikTok, and it's mainly about hong kong this year he's walking into the game awards next year he's going to the golden globes before long he's accepting presidencies that he wasn't even elections for this is going to be amazing
1: before long he's
0: slapping will smith at the oscars who knows who knows how far this could go this this is the new world order being built in front of us brick by brick this is this is how we beat the machine
1: are you saying that like the the world economic forum sent him
0: well no what i'm saying is that we should send him to the world economic forum you see he'll just walk right in there and he'll just all of the policies that we want instituted he'll just put them on the table at the right moment no one will even notice that he was there He's like a modern day like social media ninja or or mainstream media ninja.
1: Is he a Bill Clinton supporter though? Does he actually is this a coincidence? And he has a rabbi that he literally seeks advice from named Bill Clinton.
0: Yeah, it's got to be it's got to be a different Bill Clinton. He can't be talking about President Bill because that guy like he he was a Christian, right?
1: I think Protestant is what he said he was. I don't I know. Just, I don't know. I don't know that I trust any politician as any kind of religion. I, I, i I'm, maybe I'm cynical like that. I think that, you know it's all posturing.
0: Well, again, as an anthropologist, I've got a very interesting view on religion, and I don't want to dive too hard into politics. But everybody's got one, Justin. Everybody's got what? A religion, silly Billy. Interesting.
1: So, what's my religion exactly?
0: You'd have to tell me a lot about, like, some of the assumptions that you have about the way that the world works. And Ask then we could, like, potentially identify, like, what sort of an ideology you may potentially have.
1: Ooh, okay. I will tell you that one of the things that trips people out is I don't believe in free will.
0: Okay. So, um, they call those people, uh, the people that don't think in free will, uh, it? um yeah 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 th- that 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 one there you go well, see look you already knew the name of your religion i didn't even have to ask you any questions about it. i wouldn't classify that as a religion. Well, I don't know you could have debates with other people that like had 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 different like value points and viewpoints and different worldviews like I, I imagine you get into uh, into our sorts of arguments with like the duelists and the the deontologists and the uh, the ontologists and the the you know all them folk I
1: wish I, I got into arguments with people that were that intelligent. Most most of my arguments consist of uh Hillary Clinton murdered some people. Trump is God king. <laughs> You're libturd. So no yeah. no no. I w- I wish I could have philosophical discussions on stream. You're in the political shit show. You know what it's like?
0: Uh I I It's I all was, about the questions that, that you ask with and you. the arguments
1: that you have. Do you do you remember the panel where we first met?
0: Um, potentially was it in the political shit show? What was the topic?
1: No, no, I've not been on the political shit show though. I'm on the I'm on the uh, the chopping block over there for sometime soon. No, um, I don't remember the name of it. I don't remember which show we were on, but it was like five minutes into it, I was calling people dumb fucks. <laughs> It didn't take long at all before it's like, you're a dumb fuck.
0: Yeah, um, you know, uh, ad hominems definitely can get to that point. That's not an ad hominem. Uh, you... What's that?
1: Ad hominem is where you use a personal attack as supporting evidence. So if i we just call somebody a dumb fuck. That's not an ad hominem.
0: But if you're saying that their arguments are invalid because they're a dumb fuck, fuck. then it kind of is. Because that's why it got brought up in the conversation in the first place, right? But
1: if I prove their argument wrong and
0: then call them a dumb
1: fuck, that's not an ad hominem.
0: You've only proved their argument wrong from your own framework. Because if you had proved them actually wrong, they would agree with you.
1: You think people will agree when they're proven wrong? No, I think studies have actually been done that show that uh, people will dig in and the cog disc comes on really hard.
0: I have to believe that when presented with the proper and correct evidence in the right format and scenario that people are capable of growing, changing, and learning.
1: Oh, this is a meme where like somebody said that and then... Uh, A woman posted like three studies that uh, said, no, that's actually not the case. And the person was like, well, yeah, I still believe it. But I haven't looked at the studies to verify that that is true, but it would seem that no, people dig in and and cognitive dissonance. Uh, So the people
0: need to have value in the studies that you present to them. If you present someone with a bunch of people that you go, these are a bunch of people that are experts because I said that they're experts here, show her the credentials. And then that person goes, well, I don't trust any of those people. And then they all say you're wrong. Also like they're not experts. You both need to buy into the fact that the individual is an expert in order to come to like growth for the other person This this is the bone dialogue This is the thing that we, we focused on In that first string of panels we did back in the day Okay, so Well I might not have been
1: What you're saying uh, I think contradicts the fact That like You can't ration somebody out of a belief That they, they came to Irrationally right So if you've got somebody who is a COVID denier Uh, you can't, no matter what evidence you show them, you're not going to be able to convince them because they didn't come to that position by evaluating evidence to begin
0: with. So, I came to the Twitch space through the street epistemology crowd. Have you ever heard of those kids?
1: I mean, like, I know what epistemology is.
0: But street epistemology specifically is like a a man on the street kind of, I don't want to say routine or shtick that people do where they stand there with a clipboard and they go, Hi, I'd like to have a conversation with you about a belief that you hold, uh, that you change the way that you live your life based upon this individual belief. And then the person presents something that they believe the way that it influences the way that they believe their life. They talk about what exactly the belief is for a little while. Then they talk about how they came to the conclusion of how they came to that belief. And then they talk about whether or not that's a good way to form a belief or like how beliefs are actually formed. And it's an attempt to try to meet people where they are in their logical framework and point out the inconsistencies that they themselves are aware of or may not be aware of but can be made aware of because it's in a language uh uh, like that they use it's essentially you have to ask them enough questions to give you enough words to explain to them why they're wrong
1: i have never encountered anybody like that but man would i ever have fun now i've i i'm from the south I encounter street preachers. That's pretty much the only uh, instance I've had of that. And they're not there to to ask probing questions that I would like... Like, that gets my dick hard, what you're just talking about. Like, really getting... To having a, a fleshed-out discussion. Once again, like, where are you finding these people that are having these high-level discussions? Because I'm just running into dumbass right-wingers.
0: So, typically speaking... The street epistemology folks will go to a place like a public park and set up like a table with a couple of microphones and a sign that says, hey, come and have a conversation with me. And then people will sit down and want to have a chat or they'll go to a college campus and they'll, they'll pick people up that are passing by. I mean, when when you go to a preacher, like you're essentially going to a salesman and being like the knives he's selling aren't good. You should use these other knives instead. Or do people even need knives at all? And no matter what, the salesman's going to be like, hey, kid, you're scaring off my business here. Get out of here.
1: No, I, like, I've, I've gotten into it with some really, which, I mean, it's usually on a college campus, and the preachers are usually, they, they're there to engage, and they really want to enrage people. They like, And it's it, it goes back to this strain of the, the right-winger trying to, like, we're trying to trigger the libs kind of mentality, Right. So I don't like you seem to be having discussions with people who are acting in good faith. I never find these good faith actors. <laughs> that's that's my point. Like I I'm just where is this good faith at? I want I want a good faith discussion. Yeah, Steven Stephen Crowder. Yeah, that's a good example. Like that's 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 what I'm more familiar with with that topic. He's like you know prove me wrong or whatever whatever his shtick is. It's your push to talk,
0: man? Thank you. Uh, call me out on that immediately when I mess that up, because I'm going to do that a bunch of times. Because every time I interact with my chat, it's going to cut me off of you, and we'll we'll get it figured out eventually. <laughs> you can Tip you can talk tool. to your chat on here, like we're 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 together here. Oh, oh, no, no, no. When I click the button to type on their thing, for some reason if I don't have you as the active window, it ignores my push to talk thing and I'm too stupid to figure out how it works properly. Oh, you're fine. You're Um, totally
1: not stupid.
0: Yeah, what do you mean? Anyway, the the street epistemology shtick. Like the, the issue that people run into often is people will have these conversations and they go, hey, you're being in bad faith because you asked me a bunch of questions about what I believe. And then we got to this point and you kind of looked at me and go, hmm, is that a good way to like think about things? Is that a good way to form your beliefs? And then they always want to go, well, what do you believe? And go, oh, we're not talking about me. And the conversation is always, there is a subject to the street epistemology and there is the 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 interlocutor there is the person who is performing it. And someone has to kind of sacrifice their own beliefs to try to be objective and to point out the objective reasoning in the process. And so no matter what, there's going to be someone that is shut off from the conversation and then someone that is open in the conversation. And again, when you're in a preacher situation, one person is open and dispensing information and then the other people are receptive. There is a little bit of a back and forth that can occur but it all goes in one direction when they're playing these games.
1: Games, exactly. We're we're, we're talking about like two different strains, and I don't even remember how we got on this topic. Something about reformed uh, orthodox rabbis.
0: Yeah, 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 precisely. Uh, I think that I said that everybody has a religion because they make basic assumptions about like their beliefs and whatnot. And again, from the street epistemology standpoint, there is no objective... Claim that anyone can ever make. I believe this is true. That can then be proven. That it does. Reality doesn't work that way.
1: Oh no! But that is, that is totally not true. Because like, uh, pi me? is always going to be the circumference of a circle, and this is this is true no matter like what universe that you exist in. Like because the, there's certain rules that only apply to Earth but the circumference of a circle is always going to be pi, and that's
0: a universal truth. You're, you're okay, kind of... pi is a great example, though, because, like, you can't tell me what the number is. Yeah, I can You can't write it out no because you you can't ever finish and we still can't calculate the last decimals of pi we can just get a really close approximation because like we understand that this concept exists but we can't actually get to the bottom of what it actually is i don't know what you mean ever. to get
1: to the bottom we do know it's the circumference of a circle like it it has a definition it is a universal truth and that truth but is going to no matter what
0: uh but it's an infinite number because it's an it's a not a real number like it's it's not a real number all number well i mean there are real numbers and then there are like irrational numbers and like this is this is not a real number
1: but we know what it is as a
0: whole number we know what it is as a concept and we know what it is well enough to be able to use it in math but you can't write out the entire like all the digits of pi
1: but that is not an argument right, yeah. that it is not a real knowable truth that is universal.
0: Right, but you cannot completely describe it. But
1: that is not an argument against the fact that it is a, a absolute truth.
0: So we have to like decide what pi is, and we have to share a common understanding about what pi is before we can say that it is the, the, the circumference of a circle. It, it's a circular argument in the definition of it, because pi is defined as being the circumference of a circle divided by its radius, and therefore it became what it is.
1: Yes. And that is a, a truth that is knowable, and it is, is
0: universal. Yeah, okay, but it's not, it, it's an ontological truth, or a tautological truth, excuse me, not ontological, it's tautological, mm-hmm. but it's not a, uh, what, what, the, what is the exact terminology they use for it? A... Give me a second.
1: But we wouldn't be able to apply it in math consistently
0: if it wasn't true. Always. Okay, I would. Let's. Let's. Let. Have, have you seen the bit about whether or not zero is an actual thing that exists or not?
1: Well, I mean, I've heard. I've heard this conversation. I've heard this debate. But like, zero is an actual thing because I can write it out. The concept right. is, is true. I can visualize. The concept zero is a thing.
0: The concept is a thing. But zero itself is not a physical thing. It zero, doesn't actually... Well, of course it's not a physical thing, but
1: zero is the representation of a, a nothing existing.
0: So it exists as an idea, because but we it's... all agree that it's this thing, and it makes it easier for society to work if we all agree that it's there and it works, and it makes math work. But it doesn't but matter we have to if somebody that says that
1: zero is not a thing. They're just stupid.
0: Well, if they decide not to use it, they're not going to be able to function in a society that uses zero, but they could build a completely functional society that doesn't use zero. It's just they're not going to be interacting with the one that already exists.
1: You can build a society that doesn't use zero, but then you're still going to have the representation of the concept. You're just going to come to the conclusion that something else is going to represent it besides zero. Politically, this is somebody online. <laughs> and we are having a fascinating conversation i want to get back to i want to get back to this define religion define religion you said religion. everybody's religious i need a precise Everybody definition of what a religion is
0: so a religion is a series of beliefs and values that influence your moral value and how you like interact with and live your life um, there are going to be rituals involved in this practice, whether those rituals are brushing your teeth or taking a multivitamin every morning, or whether those rituals are changing your socks every day or praising praying to Jesus or flipping the light switch three times on the way in and out your door. No, Everybody's those things going to aren't
1: comparable. Why not? Because brushing your teeth isn't a ritual. It is it is something you're doing for utility. I brush my teeth. Before I go to bed, because sugar sits on your teeth and rots away the enamel, it's, I'm not doing it to try to evoke some kind of spirit.
0: Rituals don't have anything to do with trying to invoke a, spi- a spirit.
1: I need a precising definition on a ritual now
0: ritual is like a repeated set of practices that you repeat like in the specific order kind of to a rhythm like like you have a morning routine and like if you fall out of your morning rhythm then like your entire morning is off it's because you failed your ritual
1: so uh oxford says a religious or solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions performed according to a prescribed order it's not a prescribed order when i brush my teeth it's I'm doing it out of utility because I don't want to rot the enamel on my teeth.
0: So the brushing of your teeth is going to be part of a ritual. Brushing your teeth in itself, the ritual there is going to be like you put the toothpaste on first, and then you put the water on, and then you brush the front of your teeth in this direction, and then I go to this side over here next, and then I flip the brush upside down and I go over here. And I do it the same way every time that I do it because that's my teeth brushing ritual. And then after that, I pull the floss out because that's part of my ritual too. And like there is this procedure that I go through every time. I can change my ritual based on if your ritual is better than mine and you influence me. But that's kind of like baked into my culture. Like my mom and dad taught me how to do this when I was like before I could like think properly.
1: This isn't the same as someone superstitiously turning the light switch on three times.
0: If it's part of an individual's ritual based on their beliefs, it's part of their religion. It doesn't matter like why you are doing your I thing, and I've decided my... that I have to eat bra- eggs every single day, or else my entire day is going to be thrown off. Like, great, you like your eggs, but yes, that's routine your would
1: be a more uh, would be a more apt description because ritual applies some sort of ceremony once again a religious or solemn ceremony
0: this is something that I run into a lot of times when I talk to atheists that only interact with one type of religion like consistently and like they have this tendency where they go and they interact with someone that like a a pre-contact tribal peoples and they're like well you guys don't have religion because you don't have a bible And without a Bible and a church, like there is no religion. Like, do you guys even have a Cloud Father? Like, come on, guys, these guys don't have religion here.
1: I would never say that at all.
0: Well, I, I understand that. I'm just trying to point out, like, rituals mean a really broad thing. And we kind of run into a problem sometime when we're like, this is exactly what these words mean and how they get used. Because again, a ritual has more to do with like this repeated routine that an individual feels like they need to go through for whatever it is that they feel like they need to go through it. Whether it's the way that you're putting your seatbelt on before you get in your car and you start the car and you go your pre checklist before you get on the road. That's your little ritual that you've got to do so that you're going to be safe when you get on the road. And some people don't do that. They're perfectly safe on their own. They don't need your ritual, but you need your ritual. Or else you might have an issue.
1: I think you're. I think you're using the word wrong. It's like, <laughs> I can appreciate that religious and solemn ceremony consisting of a series of actions. I know routine is a far more apt description. But like, I, so I, I, I take the issue, issue we're the... running into
0: is we're trying to define religion, and then the word religion is popping up again in this thing that we're using to try to define the word. And you're like, well, we still haven't found out what this first word means.
1: Yeah, I could have looked it up in the Oxford Dictionary but I wanted to, I wanted to know specifically what you thought religion was because I'm fascinated by the idea that you think that me who would consider himself having the absence
0: of religion is religious Do you have a series of beliefs and rituals that influence the way that you live your life? No No? Do you recycle?
1: When it's convenient,
0: yeah I mean Are you helping the world when you do that?
1: Um, to a very small extent, the problem, uh, most pollution is created by, uh, industrial waste and, uh, while recycling on the individual level. And a lot of times there's a lot of problems with recycling on the individual level. And, and, and is it, uh, efficient Does, like most of the shit that you throw into a recycling bin doesn't actually get recycled. There's a, there's a whole nuance to that. Uh, so, uh, no, but marginally, possibly, it's more to make people feel good.
0: Right, yeah, it's kind of, like, belief-based a little bit, and, and kind of ritualistic, and a thing that we do because we're supposed to do it at this particular time in a lot of situations, and there's a little bit of social stigma about, like, if you perform this improperly.
1: See, I, I take issue with you saying that because it obscures the, the reasoning behind this because it's been a marketing campaign in order to put the onus on the individual as opposed to actually taking on the true problem, which is the industrial ra- waste, which is a, a product of the capitalist society.
0: Marketing is kind of how religions get built. Like, how do you affect an individual's worldview? How do you change their daily routines and their practices?
1: Okay, let's say like a product like a Colgate. Uh convincing somebody to only buy their product is that really a religious ceremony or is that just brainwashing? I think marketing is more brainwashing and religion also brainwashes people.
0: But there is an aspect yeah. of marketing to religion. I don't necessarily disagree. Maybe I should restate what I said at the beginning. Instead of everybody has a religion, we'll say everybody's already brainwashed. Ooh, the advertising's working on you too, bud. Welcome to TV land.
1: Ooh, well, see, this is something that I bring up. I don't like uh, the fact that. Um, pre- I don't. I don't know what age you are, but like, I grew up in the late '80s, early '90s, and there was this commercial. Uh, for baby back ribs. It was like Chili's baby back ribs. And it was the catchiest ass ad. Do you know the commercial I'm talking about? Hell yeah. To this day, I fucking still sing that commercial in my head. I feel that's terrorism. That I was forced to have, like, my space in my brain... Have that in my because you're you're the the space and and knowledge that you can retain is is finite, and I didn't have any choice. I was bombarded by that ad when I was a kid, and now it's just it's fucking stuck in there. And that's that's terrorism to me,
0: psychological terrorism. But what if I told you I feel the same way about Britney Spears and Star Wars quotes?
1: But there is not a. Britney Spears. It does she exist in the Zeitgeist because some company marketed her? I, I guess to an extent that is true. Because she doesn't just like it would be different if it if she existed in a vacuum where she's just an artist and you have a choice to go and see her or not. She was marketed she was pushed on music video television she was on on ads but you're also
0: willingly consuming those ads the 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 baby back rib song that was a freaking banger man some of my best freaking uh uh, remixes have all sampled that that freaking track off of there like that is a freaking banger have you heard neil Saserga's baby back holy hannah he mixes it with a uh, johnny cash and i think a nine inch nail song and it is fire well hold up are you saying oops like,
1: i did it like, again isn't a banger
0: um i'm saying maybe that i definitely prefer the chili song to anything that britney spears ever did
1: wow okay okay <laughs> what an interesting discussion i'm so glad i had you on
0: Yeah, I've been looking forward to this for a long time, Justin. I saw you and went, me and this guy, we got something in common. We got to do a thing here. I I don't even
1: know where to to go with this. I I still take issue with the idea that everyone has a religion, and I don't see how Britney Spears is...
0: (sighs) A terrorist? A mind terrorist, I think was the word you used
1: for the for the baby background. Okay. So God, this is so hard because I the purpose of the chili song was to sell ribs, was to make money selling ribs. I as Not a, when the as, guy wrote it as a creative like I want to say that Britney Spears exists as an artist who is making music, but goddamn there is a lot of the marketing Aspect to it that people are wanting to sell CDs.
0: What's that song that came out a couple of years ago where they were like, The Thunder, The Thunder, Imagine Dragons, and The Thunder? Yeah, that song was in all of the ads for all of the time. Was that song a product of marketing, or was that song a product of like, We really like that song, and who pays the money for these bangers? And why are they in my head? Get them out of my head.
1: Imagine. Okay, it is one hundred percent okay to admit that you like Imagine Dragons. They've got several catchy ass songs. People are trying to make them the new Nickelback, and I'm like, no, no, no. Imagine Dragons is cool.
0: Oh man, but it's my brain, and I want to control it. If I want to fill it with nothing but science fiction, I should have the right to do that, and nobody can force their songs and their their goddamn pop music on me. Okay, but these are these are. I, the purpose in... Trying to so, tell me my car's not good enough? I had to go buy a new one because of the thunder?
1: Imagine Dragons didn't make that song to sell cars. They exist as a creative endeavor. They they probably labored over that song. Their, their blood, sweat, and tears is in it, just like us as artists creating our shit here on Twitch. The difference is is they they then went and licensed the song because we live in a capitalist society and this is another way to monetize your creative endeavor. Whereas Chili's, in a very nefarious way, went to an ad agency and said, we want to make an ad that sticks in everybody's head, so they want to come and shop with us. And I feel like that is far more... uh, nefarious and i think i might have already used that word than what imagine dragons was doing when they're trying to create art and share it with the world to make people happy you're 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 muted again
0: yeah that's because i went and did research i had to go look into it okay the guy that wrote the chili's baby back rib song is a dude named guy bomb marito Right, and he wrote it back in 1995. He's a jingle writer. That's like his whole thing is he sits and he writes really catchy jingles and he goes around to different companies and he goes da 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 buy band aids. What do you guys think? Buy band aids and like then they're like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. And so he we went to Chili's and they offered him, you know, a couple of bucks and he kind of got ripped off in the deal and maybe Chili's oh, should sure. more to license it. Maybe if this guy was a little bit more talented, he could have wrote something that was radio worthy. But then again, Britney Spears didn't actually write any of her songs either I'll bet that this guy Bamba Marino he probably wrote a couple of them himself Oh were, my it's issue is not with Bamba Marino I'm sure
1: Bob, yeah. I I I appreciate Bamba Marino
0: But but is the issue that Chili's licensed the song or is it that they licensed the song before he recorded a studio version for like his own album
1: well, okay, would he, if just left up to his... He has his needs met in the world, right? Or it's like he existed in classical times and some rich king took him on like, you know, a Beethoven or a Mozart, right? And he doesn't have to worry about, about his, his livelihood. Is he making a song about Chili's baby back ribs absent the need to, to furnish food for his family,
0: I don't know that he would say that his song is even about Chili's baby back ribs. I think that what he wrote is a chord progression and a pattern and again, it's a jingle and they were like, "Hey, can you throw some ribs on that?" and he's like, "Yeah, sure, I don't care. Just, you know, give me that money, get my song out there." Because again, before he wrote this jingle, he was nobody, but after he wrote this jingle, he was America's number 1 jingle writer. Well, like, this was a big career move. Good. On him. I mean, he we- if, if he went to the next place after this and goes, hey, I just wrote the Chili's jingle. Do you guys want me to write yours? He's pulling tall dollar after that.
1: But I'm, I don't, I, I have nothing but respect for the jingle writer. That's not the, that is, it's the capitalistic incentive in the process that I'm upset with.
0: But the jingle writer wouldn't exist without the capitalism to fund him, just like Britney Spears wouldn't have the money to make her album without the capitalism to, like, do it. Like, why on earth would anyone ever make music if someone isn't going to pay me to play it? But that's not
1: true. Like, music has existed outside of capitalism. Not on albums.
0: Like, music was this thing where we a bunch of like people would get together then. and, like, hit a dirt clod and be like, hey, let's sing a song together. You're never going to get rid of singing, but you'll kill music without money.
1: No, no, I would I would say it's the exact opposite. The music would flourish that if you took the capitalistic incentive away. If people had their basic needs met, we would see more people pursuing the arts of making music
0: but they wouldn't be making CDs. They would just make music for themselves. There is no purpose I mean, in trying to, like... It doesn't
1: matter. I, like, CDs are irrelevant anymore. People are just putting shit on the internet. You don't think people would put their, their stuff on SoundCloud and let you listen to it?
0: Nobody would want to go on a world tour and put together giant rock concerts if they couldn't sell a thousand tickets to it.
1: I, no, no. I think that there are plenty of people that would just go out and play just for the love of playing.
0: Yeah. Play the music just for the love of playing? Yeah. Yes, but erect a giant stage, assemble an amphitheater, put together pyrotechnics, build the light show, do all of the stuff? No. Oh,
1: yes, they would because it's such a it's such a fun event. Like, as a concert head who's been to like two or three hundred now, like it, it is a a experience, and everybody like as somebody who would be part of a a putting a stage together like that. had our needs met and absent any kind of incentive, we would want people to experience that kind of a show.
0: I'm sure that we might. And, you know, there's a lot of people that put together like backyard wrestling because they have the love for the thing. And we want to do that, but it's never, they're emulating a thing that they saw on TV. You need the big expensive money-making thing so that you can try to emulate
1: it. This is, this is like the state of nature argument. Like, if, if humans exist outside of society. Because, like, we find it impossible to theorize a society outside of the constraints that we've had as a society, right? So what, what things would look like outside of capitalism is just impossible to imagine because we haven't seen anything outside of this capitalist society. You know, like, absent the, the need... To make money, are humans fundamentally good? Would we just be out here lounging around, or would we, you know, still fight and scrape with each other? And I think the answer is both. But there are going to be there yeah, are going to be people that are going to be violent, but there is going to be people that are 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 going to just be chill and they're wanting to make music the, the for question, people.
0: The question isn't will people just lounge around, or will people fight? The question is, will anyone build skyscrapers?
1: Yes, uh, Minecraft is an example. Wikipedia, these don't have capitalistic incentives and people still do it.
0: But if I need to get 10 of my friends together to help me lift this beam, I need to tell them, hey guys, I'll buy you a beer if you lift up this beam. You don't have 10 friends that would help you lift a beam? If the beam isn't fun to lift? No, they're all playing Fortnite. They got better things to be doing. You got they some don't want to come friends then, this. man. You're the one telling me about how people don't have conversations in good faith. <laughs> people are only self-interested ever. That's how society works. Oh, I
1: I don't think that's true at all. There are a lot of people that are self-interested, but they don't, no, there are there are millions of examples of selflessness every day.
0: Those are also self-interested because you're trying to influence the way other people perceive you. They want you to perceive them as being a selfless person because that gets them social credit. Oh, I
1: don't believe that at all. There are people out here that act. I, I, you can see people doing good without filming it to put it online all the fucking time that want no credit. Some of the people that are doing the most charity out here are doing it without ever wanting credit.
0: Do they declare it on their taxes?
1: I wouldn't know, because I wouldn't ever ask them about that kind of thing. I mean, I am i would assume there are plenty of people that don't even make enough to declare. Like, this is a weird hypothetical. I just, I, I, I do not agree with you at all. There are people out here doing doing thousands, millions of acts of selflessness.
0: Usually I get that kind of argument from Christians, and then I explain to them, yeah, you're doing this so that God's going to like you more when you get to heaven, and then they understand, oh yeah, you're right, this is entirely self-interested. But yeah, everybody is doing it to make themselves feel better, or to make the people around them feel better about them. That's why people do these things.
1: I don't don't believe that at all, because I've met many a good person.
0: I that, that don't do disagree it. that there are a lot of good people out there. I just don't agree that that's the definition. Yeah, of what it, makes is, it
1: is hard to say that you prescribe a, a motive to everyone and you can apply it generally. Like I would say there are plenty of, of self-interested people out there and you see plenty of examples, but there are plenty of selfless people out there. Like it's a mixed bag. You can't make that a, a assertion about everyone.
0: I don't know that I couldn't identify any selfless people. I don't think I've ever seen one before.
1: So, so guys in the chat, I, I think somebody is really, like, we're, we're doing, uh, like, thought experiments and shit here. Like, I don't know if I'm really nailing him down on, on his beliefs and shit. We're this is, this is fun to me. This is like being back in philosophy class. And these are the, this is like the kind of shit that your philosophy professor like stirs the pot and wants people to argue about. And I like, it, it really makes my dick hard. I'm into this shit. (laughs) And as I said, I don't, um, I don't, uh, get a lot of people who can argue with intelligence if you were to donate a kidney to a family member would you be doing that just for the clout
0: or to save your family member's life maybe because I love my family member and I don't want to lose them that's an
1: act of selflessness
0: no I want my sister to still be here I want my brother to still be here I don't want to lose that person that's for me hmm
1: I mean, I can't argue with that.
0: I give homeless people money because I want them to be happy because that makes me happy.
1: And you don't consider that selflessness.
0: It makes me happy. Benefit it, me.
1: It makes you. I'm happy. not really helping.
0: I'm not really helping the homeless person. I just think he's happy. I get to hand him money and look, I made that homeless person happy. I gave him a hundred dollars and I solved all of his problems.
1: Whoa, 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 that is that is, exactly. No, exactly. It doesn't no, work like no, that. No, you're, 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 you're taking it too far. Nobody is saying that you solved all of his problems, but like,
0: exactly. But you,
1: you don't you have made to feel bad little, about that
0: person anymore.
1: You made his day a little less, you know, horrendous.
0: I did all that I could. I don't have to worry about him anymore. I wouldn't say he's no longer mine. You did all
1: that you could, but you did something to make someone's day a little.
0: I didn't do enough. Then I need to go back and I need to give more so that I will feel better about it. Because if I give him enough money, I won't feel bad anymore.
1: Need is a weird way to put that. You don't need to do that. That is that is a misuse of that word.
0: Well, if it's a personal driving motivation and I can't continue with my life without it, it's a need.
1: What? See this? I just I feel like we're 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 misusing some words here. I, why would why would it be this personal motivation? All right,
0: I'm going to teach you the magic word. This is essential Ooh. for the rest of the Ooh. conversation. The Yay. word is polysemy.
1: Polysemy. Okay, define it.
0: Nope. Nope. You got to do that. Polysemy. You can go and look it up. That's okay.
1: The coexistence of many possible meanings for a word or phrase. That's why I ask for it. That's going back to my philosophy training. That's why I ask for a precising definition. I want to know what
0: you mean when you say that word. Okay, but when I tell you what I mean when I say that word, you can't tell me, no, that's wrong, because that's what that word means.
1: but words have meanings prescribed to them.
0: I can't just- me.
1: Do you- <laughs> That doesn't negate that like there are, having several possible meanings does not negate that there are defined meanings of that
0: word okay we both know what a Christian is right
1: I can tell you the qualities of a Christian I can tell you what qualifies as a Christian.
0: Could I potentially disagree with you about what qualifies as a Christian?
1: Absolutely.
0: Where would we be if we did?
1: You committing a no true Scotsman fallacy.
0: Do you think so? Yes. Are Muslims Christians? No. Why not?
1: Because they don't subscribe to the tenets of Christianity.
0: Are Jehovah's Witnesses Christians? They would say they are. But Mormons wouldn't.
1: Mormons would say a lot of people aren't Christians. But wouldn't they be committing a no true Scotsman fallacy?
0: Well, there are no true Scotsmen. That's the whole point. There's no such thing as a Christian. But there are. But there aren't. But there are. It's not a collective group. There's a lot of individual people that self-identify as Christians. And as an outsider, you can point at a group and identify them as Christians, but there are no actual Christians.
1: If you can identify him, then there has to
0: be Christians. But we have to agree on the definition before we can identify them.
1: We don't have to agree on the definition. Because the definition is true whether somebody agrees to it or not.
0: whose definition of true though cuz if i get 10 mormons in this room and we all vote on what a christian is they're going to be right
1: i didn't i didn't say we we're having a vote on it
0: yeah but how do we figure out who's right we can't go ask god he's not here
1: we consult
0: a a dictionary which one though the oxford the merriam-webster sometimes they disagree Let's read both
1: and, and, and decide together.
0: And have another argument about that? No! Yes. No, yes, I want first. to have
1: the arguments. I want to get to the bottom of what things
0: mean. <laughs> well, uh, I agree with you, but I guess what I'm trying to get to is that like, you and I can both agree that like, your background doesn't have any pink in it, that that's actually purple. Okay, or we can agree that your background has a bunch of pink in it surrounded by blue and there's no purple in it. But we have to agree on what is there and what isn't there. Well, we don't have so to agree. To and I out. can
1: tell you what the, what the, I can go and take a sample in one of my pieces of software and I can tell you exactly what the color is on the background. I can give you a text code.
0: Right, but the hex code doesn't necessarily have a name. It's not going to signify whether it's purple or whether it's pink. It, we not might having a name and doesn't
1: Blair. matter. It is, I can tell you exactly what the color
0: is. But we might describe that color differently based on what the facts of the situation are. Like, we might see different things. You might look at it and go, that's purple, and I might look well, at it and go, that's Ill. pink.
1: That can come down to several factors because people perceive colors differently. You and I are probably not seeing colors exactly the same.
0: And our monitors might be calibrated differently. Exactly, And I might be wearing sunglasses right now. And there's a million different reasons why we might have different words that we use, but we can't have an effective conversation if we can't both agree on what things are what
1: but we can agree on it because i can tell you exactly what that color is and give you the hex code
0: right but if i still tell you that's not purple that color right but that color we both have the color in our hand but if we're trying to figure out what the name of it is how do we figure that out
1: you i mean it's not a big deal and some people might call it a lavender some people might call it a fuchsia some people might call it you know there's There are shades of colors, but that doesn't negate the fact that, like, this is a specific color that I can give you. Like, you can have the exact same color on on your monitor because I can give you exactly what the color is.
0: Right, so if you hand me the hexadecimal code, though, and I go, I don't know what to do with this, this isn't a color either... Like but that, we're but still that at the same spot. We both have to this agree the this heck, color code is a way to transfer colors back and forth between people. Like, we both right. have to share the same medium because if we don't share the same medium, we're speaking different languages to each other, and we're going to have misunderstandings because the words that we're saying mean different things. But they don't mean different things. But they do, because when I talk about a bumper chute, I know exactly what a bumper chute is, and whether you know what a bumper chute is or not depends on whether or not that's in your vocabulary.
1: I do not know what a bumper chute is. Well, there you go. What's a bumper chute?
0: Depends on who you ask.
1: No, there has to be an objective thing that a bumper chute is.
0: It was a brand of umbrellas, and it was also a brand of car bumpers. And they also were these rubber things that you used to put around baggy, baby bump, baggy, baby buggies.
1: Rubber baby buggy bumpers?
0: Yeah, they were those. <laughs> <laughs> so they've got a bunch of, they got like, it's a bunch, but we got to agree on what the heck we're talking about. Like technically those, those things that I put on my skin when I get cut, a band aid. that's not what those are called, man. But we both know what we're talking about. I don't need to tell you that I need an adhesive medical strip.
1: But that's different. You're not looking at a Band-Aid and calling it an elephant.
0: Well, if we call them elephants where I come from, why isn't it an elephant?
1: But then that's an objective thing that you have agreed upon. If you come
0: from somewhere else where you call it an elephant, then
1: that is something that you agreed upon and it is still an objective truth.
0: So if some guy from England comes to the United States and asks me to borrow my torch, and then I go give him a stick coated in like cloth and kerosene, and he looks at me confused, who's the moron, me or him?
1: Neither! Why would somebody have to be a moron in that situation? Well, okay, who's wrong then? Neither! Why would somebody have to be wrong in that situation?
0: Well, he asked for a torch, and then I gave him a torch. But he's, like, upset because I didn't give him what he asked for, and I'm confused because I handed him exactly what he asked for. And, and neither of those things is because... Because we don't have a shared definition of what a torch is. But that
1: doesn't negate the fact that both of you have a definition of what a torch is. And that it is a, a shared definition
0: that can be it's agreed It's not upon. shared, though. Because the two different people have different things have that this word means. you to up
1: and see that, that, oh, it means this over here. And this was just a, a, a miscommunication.
0: So each city that you go to has a different dialect and a different way that they speak. A different, like, set of grammar. And these things change depending on each place that you go to. And we can go to Google and be like, well, no, that's not how you pronounce things. Or we can go, well, no, that's how we say things around here. And it varies from place to place. There's not really a correct way to talk. That's why I get upset at grammar Nazis. Like, there is no right and wrong way to talk. It's about conveying meaning to another person.
1: I don't get upset at grammar unless somebody is trying to portray themselves as intelligent. Then, then the grammar is owned. I'm going to point out that you don't know how to spell your.
0: But what if English is their second language? They could be a quantum physicist and not an English major.
1: I mean, fair enough, but, like, that's not who I'm
0: arguing with. Well, I'm definitely not a quantum physicist or an English major.
1: Totally not. (laughs) I I am not either. I did not participate in the STEM.
0: Oh, man. Now, subjective reality is one of my favorite, like, talking points. And I run into problems with these people I call absolute truthers that think there is, like, a real way that reality works. Because, like, I looked it up in a book. And sometimes they point to the Bible or sometimes they point to some other book. But, you know, everything's kind of a little bit loosey-goosey and fluid so that reality can work.
1: But there is a way reality works.
0: Well, there's a way that we understand that reality works kind of right now, but we'll understand better in the li- in the future. We understand a lot better than we used to, I'll tell you that much.
1: But, like, we know what gravity is. We know what, uh, you know, naturally Please occurring traits are... Or...
0: We've decided to start calling gravity because it seems to behave in this particular fashion. We don't know what gravity is yet, or else we could control it.
1: No, I think you're... you're... We don't know what gravity is yet, or else we can control it, is putting a qualification on something that doesn't have to be there. We can know what gravity is without having to, without controlling it.
0: We don't, we don't completely understand it, though. If we completely understood it, we would have at least some level of control over it.
1: We, we do. We do. How do you think we send rockets into, into
0: space? We have some control. Exactly. But so
1: you're you're you know, conceding the we point. Understand it completely, though. If if we didn't know how gravity works, we wouldn't be able to do the the like slingshot around the moon and use its gravity to be able to to help control the uh, the rocket.
0: So we don't understand what happens inside of a black hole because we don't understand how gravity works at that level yet. At that we level, don't know, so you have to put that qualification on it. We don't know on everything about gravity yet, though. We don't, we don't have really to know, know everything
1: about, about gravity in order to understand how gravity works.
0: You're putting qualifications but we, on something. Until we know everything about it, we can't say that we know all about it.
1: But we didn't say we knew all about it. We just we
0: knew how gravity works. We know how gravity works. Kind of. We sort of know how gravity works for the most part.
1: For the most part. That's different than see good enough for now. Okay, like All naturally occurring traits are distributed on a normal curve. This is something that we know to be a fact. This is objective.
0: Say it again, I'm sorry.
1: All naturally occurring traits are distributed on a a normal curve. So when you have uh, something like height you have, uh, you know, I, I forget the sixty-nine point nine percent of the data falls within one standard deviation of the mean. This is a fact. It's a reality. It's the same with the like the, the Fibonacci so it,
0: the Fibonacci sequence. Is it in impossible nature. for an individual to fall outside of that curve?
1: No, because that's exactly what once you get to two standard deviations past the mean those are outliers and those absolutely occur those are are baked into the data but just because they fall outside of the the data doesn't negate the fact that you can measure it's the empirical rule
0: so if you look at all of the data it's going to tend to trend in this direction
1: if you look at all the data, 68% of the data will fall within the first standard deviation of the mean, 95% of the data will fall within uh, two standard deviations of the mean, and then 99.7% of your data will fall within three standard deviation. or I mean, will be an out, I fucked it up. I don't understand statistics, but that's the empirical rule.
0: But statistics don't prove reality statistics are but a This tool is that a we fact of reality. To try to make assumptions about the way reality works, but hmm. it's not the way that we make rules about the way reality. This works.
1: isn't this isn't an assumption. That's why it's called the empirical rule. It is empirically true.
0: Anytime that you're talking about statistics, we're talking about an assumption based upon a larger possibility, like a larger population. You're taking a small sample of people and then you're trying to use these numbers to say this is what's going to occur in the future. No, or, this is no, the way that it no. was in the past.
1: Empirical rule, a statistical rule which states that in a normal distribution, 65%, 95%, and 99.7% of all values lie within one, two, or three standard deviations of the mean, respectively. And this occurs in all naturally occurring traits. That's why it's called
0: the empirical rule.
1: <laughs> I love this. I don't know what
0: you're talking about?
1: Because, like, like, I, I,
0: you're speaking gibberish. These words <laughs> have no meaning.
1: <laughs> I love it, man. I love it. Like, there are things that we can know. There are truths that we can know, and they're not. They're not. Not everything is subjective.
0: Uh, like the sun is a ball of incandescent gas. It's a giant nuclear furnace where hydrogen is turned into helium at a temperature of millions of degrees. Isn't that an objective truth? I mean, I don't, I don't know enough but about physics. That's wrong. I, you There's could have thrown something
1: in there that's problems. wrong, and I just don't know about it because I don't know fucking shit about. Sun is a plasma
0: of incandescent plasma. The sun's not just made out of gas. The sun is a masma of incandescent plasma. I forgot what I was told in the past. Um, Science changes and evolves as we gain better understanding of things. We used to think that the sun was made out of hydrogen gas being turned into helium, but now we understand that like, that's not exactly the way that particle physics works. And like, there's this fourth state of matter called plasma that they forgot to tell us all about in like chemistry class because like it wasn't important to us and like Vision and and like stuff like that. Oh, and it turns out that there's a lot more elements in the sun than but just hydrogen and helium to that out later. But it changes what the reality of the sun is.
1: No. The sun was still always what it was just because we didn't understand it. Doesn't negate that. Oh, you've 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 went back to your Put your toe up there.
0: sorry about that we just got raided by chud logic and his group chud logic thank you guys so much for coming in we're talking with justin Freakin at the moment we're over in the Freakin friday podcast you guys need to go and check him out i think he's also on youtube this guy's freaking fantastic we've been uh, trying to figure out whether or not you can actually prove if anything is true or not now that all of chud's guys are here i'm sure you guys will all tell me why i'm absolutely batshit on this do you want to try to explain your like ontological principle or whatever it was again to me
1: Shoot, we've been all. Well, I, I took issue with you saying everyone was religious. Now we, we, we were trying to nail down what religion was, and now we're trying to nail down if you can actually define what a word is, and somehow that even became a conversation about
0: what is truth so <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to send you the whole thing on subjectivity at some point we'll do that whole thing some other time man oh man i didn't mean to dig a rabbit hole after the first thing what even brought this up we were trying to figure out whether uh bill clinton was a rabbi or not
1: yeah and somehow britney spears was in here we we were talking about the chili's baby that was mind ribs. control exactly and we got on britney spears <laughs> I I hope people have enjoyed this because like this has been very self indulgent for me because I'm like oh my god I don't get to talk to anybody that does this kind of shit. I said usually <laughs> usually it is conversations about how I need to watch 2000 Mules because the election was stolen and me calling people dumb yeah. fucks.
0: I mean I, I've got a variety of things I could I could show you uh, the butthole chart we could try to argue about that I'm sure you'll have something to disagree on that one
1: the butthole Everyone chart. Does.
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Here, let me uh, bring that up for you. Please. There you go. You got that there? There you go. Perfect. Let's see here. Um, Can you see it? It was on my screen, and I killed it.
1: Oh, I mean, I just couldn't see it. Like, it's too small. Send it to me in Discord. Discord.
0: Let me get rid of that. Let me go find it real quick. Let me try to find Discord while we're...
1: I would assume my butthole is not too small. like I don't think we want to get into that, my sexual anarchy tonight.
0: <laughs> Good old butthole chart. Give it, give it on over to Justin. There, there you are, bud. Now you can bring that up. You can show everybody what uh, the butthole chart looks like.
1: will indeed show everyone the butthole chart. There you go. Oh, shit.
0: So, this kind of ties into what we're talking about as far as language um, goes, though. Once you you get it up, I'll be able to explain a little bit better. Ah, okay, there we go. There's my beautiful butthole chart. Now, if you look on the very far outside of it, uh, behind my head, there's a couple of words covered up, but that's okay. The very outside section, you know, way outside of the borders, those are the strangers. Those are the people that like, I don't know. Those are the people that I don't interact with. Like, they do some crazy shit out there, and like, I'm not really a part of that. I might Share no language with them. I might not share any understanding with them, or, or be able to really interact with them at all. When they get into that next layer, these are my acquaintances. This is where I start to get to know someone a little bit. I start to understand the words that they use. I start to understand where they're coming from, and I, you know, I get to know them. I start building like collective memories about that individual person. They start building memories about me, and we can build on top of past relation or past conversations and past meanings that we've established in other conversations. When we get to the next level, we're talking about friends. This is like that deeper level of understanding. You know, when when someone gets to like my friend level, you know, this is where I'll give them gifts because I like actually care about them and like their happiness influences my happiness. And like we're interconnected between the two people and whatnot to some extent. Uh, the next layer past that these are companions these are people that i understand so completely that i would be willing to like live with this person to like make some sort of a long-term plan with or to do things with them down the road and and be able to expect things out of them in the future and then when you get to that next layer the partners in the very center these are the people that i understand completely like i read their mind they know what i'm thinking before i say anything i know what they're thinking before i they say anything these are people i might start a family with these are people i might start a business with like this is these are real big like close people this is this is different and then you see right there in the middle that that big circle that's me and really all of this chart is how close i intend to let people get to my butthole like you got to get pretty close to me and get through a couple layers for i'm even let you see it
1: i mean cool uh as someone who has a stranger fetish uh many a stranger has seen my butthole
0: (laughs) you know everybody's got different ways that they set their boundaries and their barriers up and again different expectations for people to understand where people are coming from and how they interact and you know in modern society we've had a breakdown of some of those internal boundaries and we're kind of just again, like you're saying, showing everybody our butthole from the beginning and being like, why don't you accept me and understand what I'm saying?
1: Is it a bad thing to show people your butthole from the beginning?
0: Well, some people might really like that and they know exactly what you mean, like inherently, but they're probably going to be from your own family because they're like close to the source. They have the same understanding. They've got the same culture as you. You You're think, all from the butthole tribe.
1: You don't think strangers on the internet show each other their buttholes?
0: Um, ones that travel in the same social groups probably do. Like the ones that show buttholes to each other probably all like each other.
1: I can see someone's butthole without knowing enough about them to know if I like them or not. Yeah. I just like you you just showed me like a maslow's hierarchy of uh of, of relationships
0: well essentially yeah but like it's it's all about trust and understanding really
1: how close am i to your butthole
0: well you know we we have a pretty good understanding i know who you are so we're at least acquainted with one another um are you getting me a christmas present this year
1: Depends so what on you, what you mean by Christmas present. Like, you know, Well, it, I'm, it, I'm, there may be some gesture at some point in time to you before now on Christmas that some might consider uh, uh, a Yule Tiding.
0: There you go. I mean, you know, that that's what it really comes down to is like, if I'm your friend, then you might expect me to give you a gift and I might expect you to give me a gift. If like, you're not my friend then I wouldn't expect such things, and then vice versa. There's kind of like the way that I feel about it versus the way that you feel about it. I'm sure that makes like,
1: sense. I wouldn't want my friends to give me a gift, like like all my friends have, you know, children, and everything. Go spend your money on your on your children. Like I'm not expecting gifts from them.
0: So, like, right, but you might give them a gift, right?
1: A well, gift doesn't necessarily have to be something material that I went and
0: bought in a store either. Well, yeah, we have to figure out what exactly we mean by gift now, don't we? But you're not going to be giving any gifts to any strangers, are you?
1: Possibly. I, if, if a stranger considers my butthole a gift, then they might very well get a gift.
0: But if you do that, then they're immediately going to become your friend because you gave them a gift, and they might even give you a gift in return. You
1: say immediately become my friend, but I have slept with like maybe a hundred people that I never saw again.
0: They were your friends for a little while. You gave them a gift, and off you went. You gave they them a little a piece of you to go, that go along I was with.
1: Fucking specifically because they were a stranger, and I have a stranger fetish.
0: I mean again we all have our own thing but you give them a part of you and they give you a part of them that's like the whole exchange
1: how does any of this have to do with Chili's and Britney Spears
0: <laughs> baby back ribs you, you um, also mentioned Star Wars baby. quotes Star Wars quotes what?
1: yeah you threw Star Wars quotes out there
0: um what was I saying about Star Wars quotes?
1: do you not like Star Wars?
0: um my girlfriend really likes star wars star wars is great i mean star wars is fine you you. oh no i was talking bad on britney spears and star wars and the fact that all of these things are kind of like marketed and like they're taking up brain real estate you were upset that chili's baby back ribs like held some brain real estate and that it was forced in there by a brand company and i was all like well like i voluntarily give up my real estate to all sorts of dumb things all the time and like you kind of gotta like things to hang on to them, even if you think you hate them, you might like them. That's why you keep them. Oh, is
1: that My what mom. you're saying? You, it, <laughs> it wasn't just the the repetition of the ad while I was a child. I, I I secretly held on to it because I liked it. Is what you're you're trying to imply? Potentially, yes. Potentially, a lot of things that have potential, sir.
0: Yeah, indeed. You're going to have a real hard time getting anything definitive out of me on account of that whole thing of, like, you can't prove any definitive statement ever. I mean, I could tell you that I am a man, and we could sit here and disprove that for the next 20 minutes Empirical if you like.
1: Empirical rule. You can prove definitive statements. The circumference of a circle is pi. All we have to naturally occurring on traits are distributed on a
0: normal curve. If I, like, if you told me the circumference of a circle is pie, and then I asked you peach or cherry, like, do you understand the problem with your statement? It
1: was that you didn't understand what I was saying. It was just a misunderstanding. Well, it's because we have a different
0: definition of pie.
1: No, 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 just because you you thought I meant
0: the delicious dessert... You have to teach me what Pi is first before we can have that conversation.
1: You not knowing what Pi is, pie is doesn't negate the fact that it's a
0: universal truth. You not knowing what God is doesn't negate the fact that he loves you.
1: I absolutely know what a, a God figure is, what the definition of a God is. I can tell you the qualifications. It's omnipotent, omniscient. And I can actually use the definition of a God to disprove the concept of a God.
0: You can prove that you don't believe in a god, but you can't prove that it doesn't exist.
1: I can disprove the human conception of a god. Using a using a uh uh god, that's good. So by definition, a god is I haven't done this in so long, is omnipotent, omniscient omnipresent correct that is the definition of a god those are the qualities of a god
0: that doesn't describe athena or apollo or odin or amaterasu or quetzalcoatl or any of my favorite gods you can't do that they're my favorite gods you're talking about christian god again and thinking that that's the only kind of god there is shame on you wrong definition.
1: Define a god, then.
0: Ooh. Define a god. Ooh. God is a synonym for deity. Define a deity. A deity is a mythological figure that is important to a cultural origin story. Usually, uh, no, not even going to go any further than that. That's it.
1: I love that in the definition it already disproves a god.
0: Mythological. So if the people of Rome worship Caesar, Romulus and Ramus, as their original founders, who suckled off of the teat of a wolf, Romulus and Ramus are the gods of Rome. What does Caesar have to do with anything? they worshiped Caesar after he did that thing where he became the emperor and destroyed the Republic as the God of Rome. He created a new origin story around himself. And then they carried on that tradition for hundreds of years. I mean, even like the czar of Russia declares like connection back to Caesar of Rome because Caesar is like the deity of the Orthodox Russian church kind of, or the Russian government.
1: this is circular that it goes back to it's a god, divine status, quality or nature the creator and supreme being in a monotheistic religion such as uh, Christianity
0: yeah it's because all of language is a house of cards built on top of assumptions and generally kind of going you know what I'm talking about right I need that thing over there And then we like fight with each other about what thing we're talking about until we come up with a new word for the thing.
1: Once you keep you keep ascribing these these these, why is language a house of cards?
0: Uh, because there's no foundation down at the bottom of it. It's all regional and kind of a shared implied system.
1: No, no, because it is regional. There is a foundation. There would have to be a foundation in order for all the different regions to exist and have different. Dialects.
0: So like Latin used to be a language, but it's not anymore because people don't speak it anymore. But like you still see the skeleton and all of these other languages that exist now. They used to all be Literally the same a language. Foundation. But then they- then they became different languages later on because different people had different agreements about how things were pronounced and spelled. You're and then it diverges the so far over thousands of years. But again, the foundation shatters, and that's why modern language exists. But it didn't shatter. And then it keeps it's still shatter. the foundation. And why aren't we all still speaking Latin?
1: But that's we have built on the foundation, and, and we do. We speak Latin in a lot of ways. There are... Are several words that are taken from Latin.
0: Yeah, but they're broken now. They've been bastardized for lack you're of a better descri- word. You and said change. there
1: was no foundation, but you're, you keep describing the foundation of our language, and that we've just built upon it and expanded it, which is do, literally what do, a foundation
0: do is. Do Scottish people speak English?
1: Why? Why is that? Why is that a a question?
0: Because they spell things totally differently. When they talk, it sounds differently. They use different words to mean the same thing. My next question after that is going to be, do they speak English in America? Because that's a totally different language than what they speak in on Britain as a whole.
1: But you're describing a common foundation on all those languages.
0: What's the common foundation?
1: The roots of the language. Like i don't even i don't know enough about but we linguistic, speak,
0: uh, linguistics but nowhere. we don't speak the roots anymore we diverged and we're speaking different things now of course we are because the languages are breaking apart because each individual has their own language and it's really a question of how many people can understand the language that i use
1: we're not breaking apart. We're adding to and constructing on top of. Like, I, I I, have a real problem with the way you have used language. It's like going back to the gravity thing. Like, we understand gravity. That's why we're able to do this, this, and this. Just because we don't understand every minute aspect doesn't mean that we don't understand gravity. You keep ascribing these, these things. Well, if, if we understood gravity, we would be able to control it. And like, we kind of do.
0: Right, but to imply that we have a complete understanding no one of gravity. No, I that. Okay, so what, what's the original statement about gravity that you made? We understand gravity. No, we don't. We understand part of gravity.
1: I didn't say that we understood it completely. You're you're saying that I implied like we know every little aspect.
0: We when when understand. you say i understand english and then i put some dude from scotland in front of you who speaks perfect english and you go i have no idea what that guy just said do i get to go you don't speak english because that guy speaks english
1: no because that doesn't that doesn't mean that you don't speak english it's a it's a okay, false assumption do you not understand
0: english Do you not understand English then if I put an English speaker in front of you that you don't understand? No. So is that person not speaking English then?
1: No. Yeah, no, hold on, what?
0: This per- The person is speaking English. Right, but you don't understand a word that came out of their mouth.
1: But that doesn't mean that I don't understand English.
0: But they speak English.
1: I don't understand their dialect
0: of English. 'Cause you guys speak I don't English. Under, I don't understand
1: why British people eat fucking beans for breakfast.
0: That's a motivational issue. It's really high in protein. Um my my point is that you guys both speak English. You guys don't understand each other because English means something different to each one of you.
1: Okay, so so Michael, like, the chat has been kind of, like, adversarial. Like, it's not that, like, you know, self-owned or anything. Like, we're doing f- thought experiments. I'm sure I've fucked up and contradicted myself, and this is what's fun about it. Because we're getting to certain points, like, ooh, I can't say that. The whole thing about a god a, a second ago, like, ooh, he got me by, by mentioning the, the Roman gods. That doesn't fit my definition that I put out. I fucking love this shit. Love this shit. And this is... This is, uh, like the kind of banter I, I, I live for. So, so don't, don't look at it as like anybody trying to own anybody else or that like I'm trying to one up somebody, some, somebody. I love you, buddy. We're, we're, we're here to have these kinds of, uh, discussions and, uh, I like throwing a wrench into, and, and, and having to think about things from a different angle.
0: Yeah, oh, and if anybody thinks that I'm upset or charged up or angry at Justin or or even... This is a game that we have to play, my friends. This yes. is fun. Yes, this, this is, the is fun called epistemology. <laughs> Love it.
1: So not the conversations I usually have on Twitch. <laughs> but we do... We have some mind-numbing stuff. We have some fun stories we can talk about. I still, I don't even know how we got over here on all of this.
0: Yeah, I didn't mean to melt your brain for the first half or anything. Like, what, what the heck? Um, yeah, I don't know. There, there's a variety of different things, and again, everybody kind of has their own understanding. One of the first conversations that I had with Chud Logic when I got into this space is like, um, he, he asked me, uh, you know, if someone shits on a on a canvas and then tries to sell it to me, is that art? Um, and you know, that's, that's a pretty subjective, uh, you know, stance. Different people are going to feel differently about these things. And at the end of the day, we're going to have to like assign a value to these things to figure out like how, what people, like what worth people put into the, to these different things. Um, it can indeed be art. Yeah. It's the, the subjectivity of the meaning of really anything.
1: No, because there's there's objective reality. I keep I keep bringing up examples. What do you mean? Like like describing the color, the 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 uh, the normal distribution, gravity. These are things that exist. The the circumference of a circle. These are objective truth.
0: So I can tell you how I experience things. I can tell you what I know about things. I can tell you about the information that I have gathered about things. I can tell you about the research that I've done into things, but I can't really tell you how anything actually works. You have to figure that out for yourself.
1: But you can tell me how things work.
0: But you're not going to get it. Why would I not get it? because you've got to figure it out yourself. You can figure it out by listening to me talk to you. Yeah. But you've got to do it. I can't do it for you.
1: But that doesn't mean I'm so confused now. I don't even know. I don't know what that point, what that point why that matters.
0: Because it has to do with the subjectivity of understanding.
1: But we're not talking about understanding. We're talking about... We're
0: talking about definitions. Definitions and what things mean. Yes. Right. And each individual person is going to have their own meanings and values that they put into the words that they use. So if I tell you that that guy's a real man. We're going to have really different like opinions of what the heck any of those words mean. And you're going to have to be like, what did you just say? Can you explain that to me a little bit more? Whereas my homies are going to know what I mean already. Well, that's that's an
1: opinion and not a value claim. You're you're making a, a subjective statement and not something that is an objective fact. Words be hard and shit.
0: So, I understand what you're saying about the qualitative nature of it, but again we can use any word in the situation and people can have disagreements about the state of the situation, how the situation came to be, or what the situation means. And thereby, they're going to define and say what the situation is using different language based on their their perspectives.
1: But that does not change the fact that words have a meaning.
0: So... Is a cakewalk racist?
1: What the fuck is a cakewalk?
0: Cakewalk is that thing where you go to like a county fair or a school potluck or something. And like they pay. Uh, it's it's like uh, what's the game with the chairs where you take the chairs away eventually?
1: Musical chairs. They play the
0: music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this. But you walk around in a circle. And if you land in the circle, you win the cake at the end of the thing. You've never heard of one of these?
1: I've heard the phrase or the idiom or what, like a cake, it's a cakewalk or whatever. I never knew what it meant.
0: Right. Yeah. Is that a racist phrase?
1: I have no idea. It may very well be.
0: People use it all the time. People use it all the time. Are they racist when they use it?
1: Maybe not overtly.
0: So if I told you that it has a racist origin, then all of those people are racist for ever using the term.
1: Not overtly? No.
0: But okay, then they're racist for using the term.
1: Uh subconsciously possibly, yes, but I don't I don't know what is racist about the term.
0: Right, so your opinion is going to change whether or not those people are racist.
1: I mean, I use I use I, I quite possibly use racist terms all the time that I don't. I don't even know about that are you know. I'm not asking in you. if
0: you're racist or not because I don't think that you are. I'm asking about the people that use I'm, that term.
1: I'm very If you get an opinion
0: racism. that that's a racist term to use, are you going to decide that they're racist based on your opinion they used this word?
1: Not overtly, but they very well could be uh, subconsciously racist. Yes.
0: Okay. So if you your are furthering, opinion influences the reality, I guess, is where I'm trying to get to here.
1: If I don't if I don't know that, you know, Aunt Jemima is a racist stereotype and I'm only uh, only familiar with it from, you know, growing up eating pancakes, then furthering it can still be a racist act. Furthering the stereotype from a minstrel show can still be a racist act without me being overtly racist, and I can still be subconsciously racist.
0: Okay. But again, if I tell you that driving a car is a racist act, does that make you a racist? Because driving a car is racism.
1: Where do I want to go with this one? Um, how is driving a car racist?
0: Because you can't have it without the colonialism. The only reason that you are you have the entitlement to be able to afford a car is because you came from a background where. You're da, 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 da. There's a million reasons why having a car is racist. Do I have to list them all? Probably capitalized off of Chinese labor to be able to get it at such a cheap rate, too.
1: The history of cars which may have racist uh, fucking like redlining with with the interstates and everything built into it does not mean that the act of owning a car is racist
0: I don't want to ask whether you think owning a car is racist or not I want to know whether or not changing your opinion about that is going to make everybody racist for having a car So whether you think it's racist or not, they are not racist because we know that they're not before we decide.
1: I do not think the act of owning a car could be racist.
0: Okay. If I convinced you that it was, would that make everybody that owned a car racist?
1: Not overtly, but I don't think you convince me that they that they that they are.
0: <laughs> I, I would argue that your opinion doesn't matter in the calculus at all, or that your opinion matters entirely because your opinion is the only one that matters. What oh, I would my opinion is
1: not the only one that matters. That's for certain.
0: Well, it's the only one that matters from your perspective. And so if you think no. that people are racist and you don't want to associate with them, you don't have to.
1: What a weird world to live in where like I'm assuming that my opinion is the only one that matters to me. Like, I'm someone that doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks about him legitimately, but still, that does... I still give a shit what people think about Otherwise, you know, I wouldn't fix my hair. I wouldn't be on Twitch, fucking giving my opinion. I'm not high enough for this shit.
0: Give me the next news story, Justin. We don't uh, have to chase this hole down. We can pick it up in a minute.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's do.
0: So- <laughs> <laughs> but I've really, I've really
1: enjoyed this,
0: but I just, I don't know. I already sent you the next here. Pull up the next chart I sent you. I sent you another one in Discord. This will be the last one, then we'll call it a day, okay?
1: I don't I don't understand where you your charts where your charts are heading.
0: This is this one is even better. This is the this real is better than the, the real chart. Me chart. Oh man, a million times. This is the real me chart, okay? Okay. So Look, look at that. The colors are even matched up and everything. There you are over there in the blue circle, the the little, little light blue circle there in the middle. That's your actual self. That's who you actually are. Right. And then you kind of present this outward projection to the world. You're not showing me who you actually are. You're just kind of showing me like what you want everybody to see. And, you know, but there's an issue with that because over there on the other side, this is me and my perception of you I have your presumed identity. These are the things that I'm looking at you and I'm kind of assuming about you. But then there's also the perceived identity. This is what I actually feel deep down, like subconsciously about you based on looking at you. And you'll notice that there's four different opinions of who you are that exist in this space. And this is just with two people being here.
1: Well, first of all, this this actual self is not an opinion. This would be the who you actually are thing.
0: Well, to you, because I can never see that, so that doesn't actually exist. All I ever see is the presented you. That's you.
1: Okay, do you know who um, Jimmy Seville is? Nope he was a children's host in uh, the UK and he was beloved he he uh, had this show called Jim will fix it and all the kids used to write to him you know and he had a he I wore, know Jim will fix it he wore track suits and he had a gigantic cigar and uh, he had a presented self uh, and after he died the UK learned what his actual self was and his actual self was He was building children's hospitals so he could rape kids. And he was a a monster.
0: Well, we still don't know who his actual self was. We just learned more about him. And so his presentation changed after his death because more information was released that he was trying to conceal.
1: Us not knowing his actual self doesn't negate that an actual self
0: exists
1: and there is an objective who this person was.
0: But as soon as things move from that inside circle of things that I can't see to the outside circle of things that I can see, they become part of the presented self. And until they cross that boundary, they're not real.
1: No, 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 no. Just because... Uh, you know, a a pedophile was able to keep it a secret his entire life that he was a pedophile it doesn't mean that he that's not his actual self and that's not real.
0: So I don't want to get into offending versus non-offending pedophiles because they're all terrible people in my opinion, but there is a difference between like what someone does and what someone wants to do.
1: Yes. Well, once, uh, once again, going back to like I don't believe in free will. And once you once you take that out to its logical conclusions, there's a lot of fucking uh, uh, shit you have to reckon with, right? So like, if I'm I sorry,
0: I missed part of that.
1: If I don't believe in free will, then I believe that the pedophile can't help what he's doing. And there is a whole bunch of implications to that.
0: If you don't believe in free will, then you don't think that the pedophile can change what he's doing and then there's a bunch of implications in that. Yes, that's true.
1: We should really move on to the next news story. This is Oh, I'm 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 with you on that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But this has been fascinating. I don't I don't even know I don't even know how do I go how do I go to to fun lighthearted shit after
0: this <laughs> Perception is a really hard thing and trying to like figure out how you change other people's perception of reality is probably one of the hardest things that we can do. I've been working with the bone dialogue for like the last year and a half or so to try to like create the space where we can freely share ideas and really try to get down to the understanding with people. But there's so much miscommunication that goes on anymore where people are just like yelling at each other. That's not what that means in debates. and, And that's that's the hardest thing ever.
1: But you're 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 kind of uh, what do they call it? like an ad reductum argument? like that there's there's coming down to like nothing is real, nothing can be agreed upon
0: is useless. No, we just need to make sure that we have a clearly defined shared definition before we start taking action. Or else when I tell you to put all the spaghetti into the bolt holes, you might actually go get real noodles.
1: But isn't having a shared definition exactly what we do with with things like dictionaries?
0: Sometimes. If we all can agree that we're going to use this definition of this word to do this thing, then yes. But we don't always agree on the same definition. Sometimes we get into, like, chemistry and, like... We start using the same word in a different way than what they use it in a biology class because we're in this field of study right now. And these words like this vocabulary has a different meaning in this room than it does in the math room or in the biology room or in the chemistry room or in the physics room.
1: But that doesn't negate the reality of the definition.
0: So the definition is just an agreed upon meaning without the agreement. There is no meaning.
1: Just because words are malleable and can be applied in different ways doesn't mean that the, the word doesn't have a definition.
0: Well, it has multiple definitions to multiple different people at the same time. And? And we need to make sure that we're using the right definitions when we use words or else we're not going to have a productive conversation.
1: Yeah, that's why I asked for precising definitions. I
0: need to know so, exactly what again, you mean. When I tell you what I mean by a word and then you go, that's not what that word means, you're not facilitating anyone else to be able to express their opinion because your opinion is the only opinion that matters.
1: Ah, this is back to like what religion means and what ritual means. But we looked it up and I do feel that you used the words wrong.
0: Well, again, I'm an anthropologist and in anthropology, we have to look at religion from a holistic viewpoint and I need a word that's going to work for cargo cults in the oceanic islands and that's also going to work for Judeo-Christian values and it's also going to work for the hippie in the park that's praying to the tree and yeah we need really broad words because anytime I go this is what a religion is someone brings me something and goes well this is a religion too and I got to change the definition a little more
1: But, like, the cult isn't necessarily a religion. One might be it's able to argue that all religion is a cult.
0: A... Well, it depends on how we're going to define cult and where we're going to draw the line between but, I mean, a cult is... and a regular religion. Okay. And what's the difference between a church and a business?
1: We've been at this for an hour and a half now. What is my religion?
0: What is your religion? I think that you're an anti-theist. I think that you probably qualify as a Satanist or like one of those, uh, gospel of the flying spaghetti monster folks.
1: No, I wouldn't say I belong to either of those.
0: I know falling into an organization and actually say that I conform with a particular group is like a really tricky thing. And I think that you probably have a much more personal viewpoint and value system, but you know, if you were to write down a book and then I were to like spread all of these other people's books out on the ground, they'd probably fall in line. So the, the
1: flying spaghetti monster, like that isn't like an organized religion so much as is like it's a uh, it's like an analogy.
0: Organized is a new word, so it's not a religion unless we like get a bunch of people together and build a building to like talk about it in. Like the Jedi are a religion in England. I, I
1: I can drop put it the, on the organized senses. with that because there's no okay. It is more a thought experiment to disprove religion, and then what what it's pointing out is the existential fallacy. Like I can't claim that there are are pink unicorns on Mars, right? That's the, it's literally called the pink unicorn fa- fallacy. So it's just pointing out the absurdity in another religion as opposed to being a religion all of its own. The people that are identify as Pastafarians are doing it as as parody, as mockery. They don't actually believe there is a flying spaghetti monster.
0: It does outline a set of values and beliefs, though, in the book. What beliefs? People is that? that adhere to that book that God is a silly concept.
1: But that's okay. So. If it's pointing out what is literally described as an existential fallacy, the pink unicorn fallacy, then how is that not silly? Why wouldn't silly be a good descriptor of
0: that? I don't think that the church of the flying spaghetti monster is trying to point out the pink unicorn fallacy at all.
1: No, that's exactly what it is. Because if, if, if you can say that there is a God, why can't I say that there's a flying spaghetti monster? That's exactly what the purpose is.
0: And the Flying Spaghetti Monster is the god in the narrative that they've created. Yes,
1: they do not and there are worship that, that god. Put
0: calendars on their head and gone to the DMV and got their DMV picture taken because that's what they believe. That's fine.
1: They don't actually believe that. They're doing it as a form of protest against Christian theocracy.
0: And they think that that's a good thing to do. They believe that. That's good. I encourage them to continue to practice their, relig- their but rituals. But they don't believe they in bring an actual about flying the world spaghetti that they monster. Hope will come about. That's okay. You can lie to me about your beliefs. Satanists don't really believe in Satan. Exactly. Yeah. But they do have a shared value system and beliefs that dictate the way that they choose to live their lives.
1: They definitely have rituals. This And this is where we're getting into...
0: Brushing your teeth is a ritual. Rituals are like going and protesting. No. Rituals are like reading the newspaper every morning.
1: No. That can be a routine. That is not a ritual.
0: Same thing. It's not.
1: We can look them up and see that those are two different words.
0: So the difference between the two of them is?
1: When we looked up ritual, it was like ceremonial, religious ceremonial. That's it's implied. There's nothing religious about. So if there's not a
0: supernatural, if there's not a supernatural aspect to it, it's not a religious experience, right? So when people meditate, which doesn't have a supernatural, like that's a practical thing that they really do, and it really has an effect on them, like that's not a religious experience, right? So when Buddhists meditate, or even when Christians meditate, they're not like doing a religious thing; they're like doing a practical, actual thing. Breathing
1: exercises. Meditation has a religious connotation
0: to it. That
1: some people are doing it it to achieve practical
0: application, though, like it does a thing.
1: But that's breathing exercises are good for you and will help you be calm and bring down your your blood pressure and everything. That is separate from the reason why somebody might meditate.
0: Well, we don't know why breathing rituals help you and calm you down. Yeah, we It do. could be that the Buddhists are right. We've got a no, pretty good idea no, no, why no, we think no. that we
1: like do. breathing slowly and taking in oxygen and expanding your lungs. And I'm not, I'm not a a sports fucking whatever you would call it, anatomist or or nutritionist or whatever that would be able to adequately explain this. But there are, are a, there is a scientific reason why taking in more oxygen and breathing slowly, why that is calming to you, and it has nothing to do with uh, people meditating for religious reasons.
0: So, universities, right? That's where all of the truth comes from. That's where the arbiters of truth are if the universities no. say like it's a thing. No
1: you're you're once again you're 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 setting up
0: this i'm I'm just trying to ask where you get it from
1: that's a loaded question fallacy oh one does not need to go one does not need to go to a university to have knowledge
0: no 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 i'm not asking where does knowledge come from i'm asking where truth comes from how do we figure out what's true
1: not necessarily at a university but where must
0: We've got to get to truth somehow. So How the, do you get there? The Greeks
1: knew that the world was round because they were able to, you know, create a sundial and measure the shadows and everything.
0: They, they assumed came to that, a that truth. the world was
1: round. You
0: what? They did some math and they were able to make some assumptions and they were able to assume that the world was round, but they couldn't prove it until, like... They got out of the earth's atmosphere.
1: Proves the world drowned.
0: Okay. And I think that fucking the vaccine results or whatever proves that the vaccine didn't solve anything. Like people's choice on, oh, this is good enough proof for me, doesn't mean it's good enough proof to mean it's true.
1: You rejecting proof doesn't mean it's not good enough proof
0: that it's true. Well, again, if something is true, everyone is going to be able to recognize the truth. No, in it, right? I think
1: you're. I think you're. You're putting a, a qualifier on there that is not not true. Just because uh, something is I'm true doing, doesn't
0: mean everyone will recognize it. All I'm doing is trying to figure out how we get to the bottom of deciding that something is true.
1: using fallacious reasoning to question a truth doesn't negate its truth
0: I'm not trying to negate any truth I'm trying to ask you where do you think the truth comes from because I can tell you where I think the truth comes from but you're not interested in my opinion no I am interested in your opinion where does
1: truth come from
0: I tried, to, I tried to offer the universities earlier and then you said that I was trying to set up some sort of a fallacy of some sort. So I don't want to do that. I'm trying to figure out where does Justin think truth comes from them? If my truth isn't good enough for him, where does he get it?
1: Well, I just explained to you a truth that existed outside of a, of a university system. A university isn't necessary. Okay, but then the Greeks figured truth.
0: that out, right? And then after that, that idea went away and it wasn't true anymore because like the Catholics were like, no, the world is flat. And then Galileo had to come along and be like, hey, wait a minute. And then Christopher Columbus like figured out the thing and was like, oh my gosh. So it how do they figure true. out what is true and what isn't true?
1: It was still true despite their their falsehoods. The world was still round, and the Greeks figured it out. They knew it was true.
0: Okay. We used to think that light was a wave. And we did all sorts of math, and we figured out all sorts of things about light is a wave, right? And then we figured out later that, wait, light's a particle. And then they figured out, like, what photons were. And didn't like disprove all of the other math but it changed the way that it works right it
1: doesn't mean
0: that how did it they wasn't... figure out that that was true how did they figure out that light wasn't a wave and that it was actually a particle how did they figure that out and who no is that
1: yeah
0: so the way that that works is that there was a scientist that thought up this great idea And he had a hypothesis, and then he went through the scientific method to try to prove his hypothesis. And then he put together a paper, and then he defended his argument as to why this makes sense. And then all of the people that were on the board that we've all decided are smart enough to decide whether or not things make sense or not all went, Yeah, that makes sense. And then they changed what they put in the books. And that's how we figure out what truth is right now. Well, we do Well, there's also
1: a peer review process guys. and everything. And that's a, that's yeah, 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 the
0: peers. Find- the peers are the smart guys we've decided are smart enough to weigh in on these things. And when all the peers agree that this is the truth, that becomes the truth.
1: No, it's more of a And as soon as someone proves be-
0: to all the peers that gravity isn't real, gravity will cease to exist. We will start calling it some other godforsaken thing.
1: That's not true.
0: It certainly is. Well, some people might still call it gravity, but they would be wrong. Just like the people that think Pluto is a planet.
1: So, planet would be a subjective term. So, I, like, I... I don't see how that's analogous. (laughs) Okay, so the chat was, "No, do you believe that the earth is flat?" I do know, I I do I buddy does not believe that the earth is
0: flat. That's No, but I do believe that society as a whole held the truth that the world was flat for an extremely long amount of time and that that had to be proved otherwise. I think... And that there is a method by which we prove what is true and what is not and that that can change over time. We used to think that marriage was like this and now we think that marriage is like this and in a couple of years, we'll think that marriage is like that because these things are constantly evolving and changing. That's the way that society works. Welcome to time.
1: I don't, I think you're misusing the word truth.
0: Okay, what does truth mean?
1: (laughs) Because you're you're talking about like that was their truth, so that was true. That was always false. Calling it their truth Calling their false belief a truth is odd to me. That doesn't make it, oh, that the truth is somehow subjective. The truth is always... What's the difference
0: between a false belief and truth?
1: These are value claims.
0: What's the difference between the two? What's You're the trying to difference?
1: say that, they, that, that, that because they believed it, it was true. But it was never true just because they believed it. It was true for their society. It's still not true. You're, you're misusing the word truth there to say it was true for around, their society. No, the correct if you wandered phrase around the correct phrase would be they then. believe some stupid shit.
0: If you wandered around back then as Justin, straight out of the time machine, wandering around in the 1400s, telling everybody the world is actually round, what would have happened to Justin? That doesn't make it any less true. You would have been the crazy person who was ostracized. That doesn't make it
1: any less true.
0: I understand that you know the real truth and that it's okay that you know the real truth, but if someone came from the future to today and explained to us real that truth, gravity isn't a thing... Me.
1: There's not a real truth or, or a subjective... There is truth.
0: If someone came back in time in a time machine today and then explained to us, hey, physics is all a lie, we would lock them in a crazy asylum because you're lying. If you can prove it to all of the really smart guys, but if he writes up his dissertation and he takes it to Harvard and they all go, "No, he's crazy. Lock him up. He's going straight back to the asylum again." This They've got to be able to understand what the hell the guy's talking about, or it's not going to be true.
1: Absurd proposition. I don't even. I, I don't even disagree. know how to how to counter that. Okay. <laughs> But I mean, like if if he if he came back and he had some sort of. of, At this point in time, I
0: I, he would need proof of his truth without proof. There is no no his truth. Without proof, there is no truth. He needs to prove what he's saying to be true or else it's not true. You need proof. And that proof is convincing people.
1: No, 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 no. If he knows a fact that we don't, and it could be something that we haven't figured out yet, that him not being able to explain it to us doesn't make it any
0: less true. (laughs) So if I told you that we're not actually people, we're just like beings of energy, like Thought clouds floating around and bumping off of each other. Like that's true, right?
1: Thought clouds bumping off of each other.
0: Yeah. Because again, quantum physics has kind of figured out at this point that matter isn't real. It's just like information stored in electromagnetism with a particular spin that blinks in and out of existence constantly
1: i i've i've watched what the bleep do you know and the whole concept that you know you turn your back on a table and the table isn't there because you're not experiencing it into reality so look there has to be somebody there in order to experience the table for the table to actually exist and all that i don't i don't think that's true
0: so it has to do with the fact that we're all electrical charges And we think that we're made up of like solid physical matter, but actually we're just a bunch of electricity like repelling off of itself in different places and keeping the polarity going. So we don't actually have any physical matter that's making up our bodies. We're just like a bunch of energy that kind of remembers the shape that it's supposed to have.
1: Physical matter is a definition that would be like how we experience it. So to say that we're not physical matter, because that literally is how we would be experiencing the world, to be physical is for us to be able to touch something, for it to be physical matter. So to say that we're not physical matter is weird.
0: Well, we can't touch everything because antimatter is also real, but we can't touch it. It's also just electrical charges, but they're polarized inverse to like what most of the rest of matter is made out of and then dark matter we're not sure how that stuff works exactly yet at all but like there's a lot to matter that we don't understand yet and once we understand it it's going to change our understanding of what these things are
1: that doesn't make truth any less true
0: right but the things that we know now and believe are true one day we will no longer think are true
1: but once again i've given you numerous examples that are truth and they they will be true and continue to be true no matter who accepts it or not it, it's not dependent upon people accepting it There are things that are objective and there are things that are subjective.
0: Yeah, I have to disagree on that. Nothing is objective. There is no absolute truth unless you assign a judge to make the decision about what things are. You need to have an authority figure in some place to set the definitions and choose what the definitions are or else the people are going to argue endlessly about what the definitions are.
1: The world is spherical. That's a truth.
0: No, it's an oblate spheroid. It's different. It's not a sphere.
1: (laughs) Once again, I'm I'm not a fucking astrophysicist i'm not either but it, yes whatever I, I that fucking word is you said if, if if you say it to be true my friend
0: yeah but they thought that it was true for years that it was round it's not round either it's an oblate spheroid it's a different shape and our what understanding of what...
1: mean, like it is round what is yeah the it's just we've got round. a different
0: understanding of what round means
1: no, there is a definition of round. shaped like or approximately like a circle or cylinder.
0: Right. So is an egg round? It's not like a bubble. That's more round.
1: It's rounded, yeah.
0: Roundish. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'll agree with you on that one. An egg is roundish. So I, I don't,
1: (laughs) oh, this is, this has been, this has been, this has been a lot of fun. Hold on. Let me, let me really hit you with some shit that we can talk about
0: though. (laughs) Oh man, are we winning yet?
1: Are you, are you winning son? Let's talk. I, I really want to get your opinion on this Apple executive. Yeah. Who does not know how the internet works. Apparently.
0: I wouldn't expect him to. He's a fruit seller.
1: <laughs> Apple executive who was fired after being caught on video joking about fondling big-breasted women. He was caught on camera uh, or he was caught on camera talking about fondling big-breasted women. Are you ready for this? Oh TikTok. my goodness.
0: He put it on TikTok.
1: Uh I think somebody came up to him and put it on TikTok for him. Holy hell. Ha- this, is, this is the video he got in trouble for. Good, sir. Your car's awesome. What do you do oh, for a you. living?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I cars, play golf, and fondle big-breasted women. <laughs> <laughs> but I take weekends and major holidays off. Okay. That is quite the career. I'm looking to get into that. <laughs> well, also, if you're interested, i got a hell of a dental plan. Okay. <laughs> you do it all. You do it all. Yeah. And you participate in this activity. <laughs> thank you so much. Ooh. Ooh. Good, sir. Your car so so that was Tony Blevins who is now a former ACU, uh, Apple executive he told the Wall Street Journal this week that he spent all night trying to take down a TikTok featuring him making crude comments oh no. in September oh no poor so, guy so he stayed up all night trying to take down a TikTok somebody else posted
0: Holy Hannah. Do we know, like, what what division this guy worked in? Like, what did he actually do for a living? Because I'm sure he didn't just play golf and fondle women at Apple, right?
1: He was vice president of procurement.
0: Oh, man. I wonder what he was procuring. Breasted <laughs>
1: women and rounds of golf, apparently.
0: Good gravy. Well, you know, Apple, uh, they've got a good culture over there. They're innovative in all of the best ways, I guess, or something and you know they're going to have a new change in management so we can look forward to a new innovative direction that they're bored to hopefully take
1: he says 22 years dissolved in about 25 seconds it utterly shocked me my whole life has been apple i tried to be the most loyal person
0: holy hannah 22 years so he was there before they had the iphone Mm-hmm. um but he was there for the initial rollout like he knew about all of the features he's been there for all of the upgrades of the iphone and like how all of these things had worked i mean you, you'd you think that he'd have at least some kind of understanding so you'd
1: procurement hope? he was probably trying to find you know which slave labor camps to get the rare metal metals
0: from is that what a procurement officer would do um potentially man oh man yeah again i'm not sure what 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 an executive might be procuring i don't think that he's in charge of buying coffee cups uh in the office
1: that might be part of it that he is procuring coffee cups but i would assume it's it's sourcing the the rare metals that you need to make a phone
0: it it does sound like a corporate drug dealer's job title though i think
1: do you think he should have been fired for that TikTok?
0: Um, I definitely think that that doesn't adhere to the values that Apple is trying to uh, you know, put out there. It, it doesn't mesh with the, the company policy or culture that they're trying to convince everybody that they have. So it, it makes sense that they would want to distance themselves from that. I would say
1: if he is fondling big-breasted women uh, consensually, totally cool. You live in sexual anarchy, and I'm down with it. If it's not consensual, then you're a creep and you need to be slapped across the face he should be fired for the fact that he tried to take the video down and didn't know how the internet works. How are you going to work for a tech company if you don't understand that videos are forever? Yeah, you, you hit your uh, push to talk.
0: Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah. So, yeah, fired for uh, improper in, in behavior, uh, fired for not understanding how the internet works, though.
1: That's, that's that's what I'm down with. Because, like, if the, if the woman in the car, she's the big-breasted woman he's talking about, and it's totally consensual, and she's into it, fine and dandy. If it's not consensual, dude needs, dude needs to have his ass kicked. Be prosecuted so wait a to minute. extent.
0: Leave that video entirely the exact same way that it is now, but instead, he doesn't try to do anything, and Apple doesn't apologize for it afterward. Like, that's totally cool. Does he need to come out, like, with a statement and be like, yo, this was consensual, you guys all got your panties in a while, shut the fuck up on this. Like, how, what do you, huh?
1: I mean, Apple's within their right to fire him if, if, if he's not conforming to their values. But, like, my value is, if it's consensual, yeah, fondle some big breasted women. But it always needs to be consensual if they're into it.
0: Okay, but CEO behaving in that fashion doesn't affect your opinion of the brand necessarily.
1: I, you couldn't possibly uh, get me to think less of Apple.
0: Oh, I can appreciate that. So I mean even if they didn't fire him, that would have been fine with you.
1: Yeah, I well I mean I don't I don't care what a company does. Like I like I probably think that the company shouldn't exist, goddammit.
0: Um, you know, I can appreciate that. I think that Apple has been a blight on society as a whole. They had that whole thing of we're going to make computers so easy that anybody that can work a microwave will be able to use one. And, you know, everybody thinks that they can use one.
1: (laughs) Well, that's totally not the thing that, like, uh, their assault on right to repair, their um, proprietary technology, their monopolistic practices, that's what I'm coming after Apple for. But that's just me. That's just me. Let me see what else I've got here for us before we get out of here. How do you want? Do you want to end on a uh, on an uplifting, heartwarming note?
0: That sounds fantastic. I could use some of that
1: <laughs> after we've debated truth for like two hours here.
0: What even is that anyway? I'm, we're gonna have to have an after panel maybe next week on what is truth. We'll bring the right and the left on, and we'll try to get to the bottom of it for you folks.
1: The right winger coming on is pretty much going to induce me to, to calling them dumb fucks, I'm, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, that'll happen.
1: I'm, I'm, I've got a very low tolerance for things
0: like that. The other That's how we keep the content good.
1: We've been experimenting with doing a, uh, a stream on Wednesday morning where uh, I do Prime Minister's questions and then C-SPAN Washington Journal call-ins. Blizza, thank you for being here. But um, this past morning we had a real dumb fuck come in, and I, because it was like I was so tired, it was it was late at night for me. I was getting ready to go to bed. I was I was so nice to them. I treated them with, with, with kid gloves, as they say. And everybody in the chat was like, "Wow, this is the nicest Justin's ever been to somebody being this dumb."
0: Well, you've been very nice to me, too, just for the record.
1: Well, you haven't been on here being dumb. If you had said some dumb shit, I probably would have called you a dumb fuck.
0: I can appreciate that. You see that chat? I owned you. I'm not dumb. You are.
1: Having disagreements about uh, words and the meaning and truth of shit, like, that's that's not being dumb. You know who's not (laughs) dumb? This cat. This cat is awesome he snuck into a school to get his class photo taken that's freaking awesome that's that's the photo you're seeing back there does that look like a good school photo
0: uh i think that that brightened up their entire day that day holy heck that is fantastic
1: would um, you? you know i had would you put that on your refrigerator
0: oh in a heartbeat that'd be my christmas card i had those pictures i'm thinking about maybe i should just go download the pdf and i'm gonna send that out as my christmas card anyway people will be like whose cat's that and be like it's a good-looking cat isn't it i mean he's all gussied up
1: oh he is handsome as fuck look at him so he performed the most head-scratching stunt this was in wells he came in on class picture day and uh a group of proud moms were left in a flood of laughter 10 and 7 year olds Megan and Chloe Roberts Were all dressed up And excited to have Their picture taken At Drury Primary School Is is that close to Drury Lane Where the Muffin Man's from
0: Yes I hope so I really do We still have a good Breakfast and lunch Uh,
1: Their excitement Couldn't compare With that of Ziggy Who is the orange and white cat and he regularly visits the school. Ziggy, the honorary student, felt it was his turn. And the four-year-old effortlessly jumped up on the photo chair, looked straight at the camera, and got his snap. And then apparently he promptly left.
0: Oh my gosh, that's freaking amazing.
1: Do we have video of this? These These are the little kids that brought their kitty to school. Oh, I was, it looks like it was a newspaper but here's more pictures of him look at Ziggy
0: holy Hannah that's cute I'm really glad that they you know took the pictures and it's really nice of them to actually send them home like I guess they, they had the tag on it so they knew whose cat it is but that's awesome
1: apparently he knows where his home is and he just goes to the school and hangs out
0: it's like uh, Mary had a little lamb how did isn't that how the end of that song goes man like it,
1: look at the pose Apparently, he just hopped up on the stool, struck that pose, and then, bam, he was outy. Right?
0: Cat's got style, man. Cat, cat's got class.
1: Not as much class as my special guest host tonight. Somebody online, please tell everyone where they can find you.
0: Howdy, folks. Um, I'm somebody online. You can find me on Twitch and on YouTube at somebody online. That's where I do a majority of my content. Uh, Like I say, I do panels. I run a show on Tuesdays called The Political Annex from time to time. uh, You know, generally speaking, that's a place where I agree with all of your positions, both politically, philosophically, you know, metaphysically, all of them, 100%. I just want you to come on and identify the problem with society so that we can get to the solution of it. I'm trying to avert the end of the world here. So if you could come, please on please come on tell me tell me what you think is wrong and and how we could fix it and i'm sure that you know we'll be able to get to the bottom of something somehow. Again, we do that on Tuesdays. You guys can catch me on Twitter also though. I'm I'm some dummy online on there cuz that's where I say my dumber things. Well, that ends here. But anyway, uh much love to you all. Justin, thank you so much. You have been a fantastic host. This is an incredible show. You've you've got to bring me back on at some point though. Please don't make me think I'm never coming back.
1: Absolutely. Well, I I've, I've I've had a good rotation of guests, so it might it might be every 6 months, every 8 months. I don't know what it's going to shake out to be. But, like, uh, well, I definitely uh, have enjoyed I just, having I just want to be part of the freaking family. On. You are part of the, can we hug? Aw, oh, this was awesome. If you are watching on Twitch, you're going to head over to somebody's channel. We're going to raid into you. If you're watching on I YouTube, really go search that. him. Get on that shit.
0: Yeah, join the Discord. Come and do a conversation. Get on the political annex, guys. I want to talk to you. I want to get to know who you are. I already know who I am. I mean, if you want to ask me questions, you guys can come and do that. But I want to know who you are. Hey, I am welcome.
1: I, I I will come on anybody's panel. You just got You just got to let me know when you want me on.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to sit down and do a conversation, Justin. I'm going to have to try to get to the bottom of a couple of things with you. We had a pretty good chat today, but I didn't get to explore too much of who the heck Justin is. But we'll, we'll get into that, I'm sure.
1: Ooh, I, I would like to prove that because I'm not sure I know who the heck
0: Justin is. It's a hard question. Man, oh man, I might have to put a couple of surveys together.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, it has been a pleasure having you here. I'm going to go ahead right into your channel. We will see you next time. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. That's Somebody Online, and we will catch you next time.
0: Justin, thank you so much. I'll see you around. All right, bud?
1: Thank you, my friend.